When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome along to the Short Ball, 15th of August, as we count down to the opening Blitterslow Cup test match. And so don't look at me that way, Mills. Mate. We haven't even started the podcast and you're giving me that look. That's the way you said Blitterslow Cup. You love the Blitterslow Cup. We're right. counting down to it. It's in Sydney, All Blacks Australia, also the opening of the Mighty 10 Cup, New Zealand's domestic championship this Thursday night. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, soon to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. She's all go. Stay with me here, Milsey. Yeah. But it is low carp. We're going to talk to Stevie Hoyles, former Wallaby, now analyst for Fox Sport Australia, about this game from an Australian point of view, from an All Blacks point of view, just how much does the Buddha's low cup mean to this team? Oh, it's massive. We've had it for a very, very long time. This could possibly be the Australian's year. I mean, given the fact, it could be, you know. Oh. I mean, I just, you know, there hasn't been too much to come out of there. I think... Given they didn't feature in the in the Super uh, Finals, you know, they had a lot of time to sort of gel and get together. So it could possibly they could they could come out. And oh, you think? Well. Oh, you think they've been secret squirrel? No, I don't think they've been secret squirrel. I just think they've had more time to sort of get together and sort of um, start developing some plans. Whereas you know the Crusader boys have just come back into mm. the environment, the Hurricanes, and so are we actually a little bit sort of fatigued from the Lions also? And, you know, do we have enough to actually say, well, you know, I'm not saying that, um, it won't, doesn't mean anything to the boys, but I'm just worried from my point of view that perhaps the, the Australians have already got a, um, you know, a jump towards the Bleeders' Cup. That's all I'm saying. It feels very similar to the Lions build-up. They didn't have long before the Lions to come together as a group. Just that one game against Samoa, then went into that uh, three-test series with the Lions. Obviously didn't get the result they wanted, a drawn test series. Mm. Uh, I think they would have learned a lot out of that, though, wouldn't they? They have to learn a lot out of that line. Series. Oh, definitely. No, no, I think you know playing against Taranaki and, and Counties, they would have got a lot, a lot out of that. You know, they've gone over early. You know, the, the, this Sunday, and so they're preparing the whole week in Sydney. Um, but definitely, if you look back at with the Lions and sort of the, the preparation they had leading into that, that Lions series, you know, I definitely would have think would think that they've learned a lot from that, and now they've got extra biscuits as well. Extra biscuits. We're going to talk about Steve Hansen's brand new uh, biscuit campaign. Uh, this is, oh, I, I, I think it's great. Well, yeah, well, we'll talk about that. We'll we'll just discuss this a little later in the show, and we'll discuss a couple of key All Blacks that need to stand up. But let's get him on the line, Steve Hoyles. He's sniffing around Coogee at the moment as well, Stevie Hoyles, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he wouldn't be the first rugby player to be pesting around Coogee Beach. Uh, Certainly uh, a place of choice for visiting rugby teams and local rugby teams alike. They do love a bit of Coogee. 
Here he is. Hello. Hello, Stephen. Welcome along to the short ball. Uh, Mills Muliana and Sumo with you. How is Coogee today? Coogee's always fantastic, guys. You know that, don't you? Well, I've, be- I've never been there, to be perfectly honest. You've never oh, invited yeah. me. It's just mini Bondi. If you've been to Bondi, take away the wankers, and that's Coogee. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your budgie smugglers on? <laughs> If you've seen my legs of late, I don't wear anything shorter than board shorts, unfortunately. <laughs> Stevie, let's get down to brass tacks. Are the Wallabies a shit show this weekend, or uh, should we just forget about them for another season? Oh, look, to be honest, it's um, most people back here are almost writing them off. It's a pretty tough time in rugby here in Australia, so I think it puts a whole lot more importance on this game. Like, I don't think there's ever been a more important start to the rugby championships for for rugby in this country. So uh, I'm sure the guys will will lift. They're up against an almighty challenge. But I I actually do believe that if we're any chance at all this year, it's going to be in game one in Sydney. Yeah, well, you've got the great draw, haven't you? Because you've got Sydney and then you've got to go through uh, Dunedin, uh, play the All Blacks there, and uh, you're rounded out with a game in Brisbane. So you avoid the Eden Park hoodoo, which has got you... It's got you on a number of occasions in the past, but this is a great draw for Australia. Yeah, it is. Uh, and obviously the fact that the Lions played a couple of games in Auckland this year has allowed the ABs to take games elsewhere, and that's a that's a big result for, for the Wallabies. We can't hide from the fact that we've been terrible at, at Eden Park for so many years. So, yeah, I think with everything that's going on here in, in Australian rugby at the moment, this, this game is so important, and and Michael Checker would have drummed that into his plays. Like, this is a, almost a line-in-the-sand moment for the game here. Um, and, and we've had a fair bit more preparation than, than you guys. I know you guys have obviously gone deep into the Super Rugby Finals, and we would have loved to have had some sides been way more successful than we were. But the fact that they weren't allowed the, the guys to come together, they've been training pretty much as a squad for about a month now. So, uh, look, they're going to be better prepared than they normally would be. Mate, um, you, you talk about them being there for a very, you know, having prepared for a, a bit. We've just spoken about it with with Sumo, but but they, they would have looked at the Lions series. Where do you, if the if the Aussies have got a chance this weekend, where do you see them actually trying to attack the All Blacks? Yeah, I, I think the Lions actually showed some vulnerabilities in the All Blacks, to be honest. Uh, and I was over there for that, that Wellington test, and when there was ten or fifteen minutes to go in that Wellington test, I remember looking around the crowd, and I was with Sean Maloney and with. I'd been sort of keeping an eye on his alcohol intake at the time, but I was trying to watch the, I was trying to watch the test match too. And I, I looked up and I was, I wasn't convinced that the guys on the field at the end of the game had the same amount of experience as the guys that had previously had that. You know, you last year you took away McCaw and Carter and Conrad Smith and Ma Nonu, and and then all of a sudden you you lose a couple more players this year. There's about six or seven new guys on that field that I don't think have got the experience that. That those guys I mentioned have, and and I really felt that um, that they looked at like they're a little bit under pressure in Wellington against the British Lions, and the line speed the Lions showed and their rough defence. I, I actually thought that was a template for the Wallabies need to follow, and, and it's easy to say you want to do you know give a rush line speed and get in the face of the All Blacks, but it's a lot harder to, to actually do than it is to say you're going to do. So I, I do think if the Wallabies can get their defence right and they get their spacing around the ruck, then then that'll allow them to put the pressure on the likes of Barrett and, and Sonny Bill and whoever else is out in that midfield. Horsey, one thing you need is a 10, and uh, one thing Australian rugby seems to have lacked all through Super Rugby season is a genuine game manager. Have you got the cattle to step into that role to actually guide this team around? Uh, yeah, look, I'm a 
fan of Bernard Foley. I played in sides where you know he's won Super Rugby titles against some pretty good teams. What, what Bernard needs to play his best football, he needs to be comfortable with his nine, and he needs to be comfortable with his twelve. And and I think Genia being back for about six weeks, six or eight weeks now, I think he'll be fitter, which is important because. I think after a European season, he, he came back probably not in the best of condition. And, and also, the, the big one for us is Curtly Beal. If Curtly Beal is outside Bernard Foley, uh, Curtly takes a lot of pressure off him. And, and Curtly also allows players like Israel Folau to play with a little bit more comfort. So um, I don't think we, we could win without um, Curtly Beal, put it that way. He's always been the guy for mine that just has a little bit of unpredictability in his game. So... Yeah, I'm obviously thinking we can do it. It'll be a mammoth task if we do. We're, we're, we're in a really big hole at the moment. We're playing against you know, the best test side in the world. But if we are going to do it, I think we need to have 9, 10, 12 and 15 um, really stand up. Because I'm actually more impressed now with our with our forward pack. I think we've got a line out that's improved. Adam Coleman's played some great rugby. Yeah, um, yes, yeah. I, think our, I think our forward pack can actually you know, go toe-to-toe with the ABs. But I'm, I, but I'm never convinced unless our backline can so um, look I, if I'm a betting man I'd be putting your money on the Wallabies but I wouldn't be putting mine on it <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the usual trip to the tab with you <laughs> yeah I'm bad for most tabs but anyway that's another story altogether <laughs> Now, finally, Hoylsey, uh, look, Australian rugby in general, you mentioned it at the start of our chat. Obviously, Bill Pulver has uh, pulled the pin. He's out of there. The Western Force now have an injunction. So this is likely to go to the Supreme Court in New South Wales, uh, their removal from Super Rugby. I tell you what, you guys could do with some good news, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, we, we certainly could. It's pretty sad what's happened, to be honest. Look, I, I do believe we need to go to four teams. I think you, you can't keep talking about growing the game if... if your Super Rugby competition is going to be so poor and, and the Australian conference system has been shocking for two years. So we need to look at the reasons why and I think four teams will make us stronger. But I do feel for the Western Force because I don't believe they're the team that deserve to go. I think when the pressure came on the Western Force and the Melbourne Rebels, the Force performance went up, their crowds went up. Uh, and more importantly, their work within the community and, and their growth numbers at junior level improved. It's probably... Um, the reason they're gone is because they're owned by the AU, so they're the easiest team to remove. So yeah. I feel for the Western Force fans at the moment, but unfortunately, um, I don't think the game could afford to have another Super Rugby season like we've had for the last two. So pretty tough times at the moment. But if the Wallabies get a win, we'll all we'll all be smiling Sunday. All right, mate. Well, uh, enjoy your time stalking around Coogee, and uh, <laughs> mate, check on some budgie smugglers. I've seen your legs; they're not bad. I might go hit the leg press machine and then put the budgie smugglers on, eh? <laughs> Good on you, Hoylesy. Thanks nice, for joining mate. us, mate. Thanks, Mills. Thanks, Uma. Bye. Cheers. Stephen Hoyles, former Wallaby now with uh, Fox Sport and Analyst out of Australia, just pesting around Coogee Beach. Uh, I mean, he makes a good point. I mean, that back line, it's always the same with the Wallabies, Mills. Yeah. As soon as they start reading out their back line, you start going, wow, that is a team. You, you add Karevi into the mix. Israel Folau, Kirtley Beal, Bernard Foley, who he's dead right. And 2014 was the best first five in the competition, mm-hmm. in Super Rugby, that is. And Will Guinea, a fit Will Guinea, is still world class. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's interesting he's, he's saying, you know, Kirtley Beal, you know, beside Foley, would, you know, would, would make them sort of work a lot better. I feel for the likes of um, Folau, you know, he's sort of, 
Um, they've been most outstanding player for them over the last few games, but sort of been hindered by the fact others haven't sort of performed. So mm. I'm hopeful, you know, that those guys can actually get together. He's right. Hawes is right. The fact that they've got a decent forward pack that can get sort of good line-out ball, their set-piece scrum will always come under scrutiny because they haven't sort of performed that well in, in the scrummaging department. But if they can get those guys, you know, some real quick ball and clean ball, it, it could be a massive ball game. But so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. One thing for me, obviously no Dane Coles again. He was invalided out uh, during the week after taking a head knock in training. Doctors taking no risks with him. Ricky Riccatelli comes into the mix. Only as cover mm. uh, with uh, Taylor likely to start. Cody Taylor and Nathan Harris already that bench option for the All Blacks. I don't think it's going to come down to the forwards for the All Blacks. I, I think we need to see Bowden Barrett again. We spoke to about Bowden Barrett on the short ball over the last few weeks of Super Rugby. He didn't seem to be all there. There was just something missing. The magic had gone from Bowden Barrett's game. And I see there's talk about him now. He says he's he's really feeling bottled up. He's ready to explode in this game. Uh, hopefully not literally. Um, <laughs> I, I feel we need something out of him. I feel Bowden Barrett, for his own benefit, needs to put on a big performance. Oh, no, I think we, well, we do. We do. The, the fact is, he was on such a high, and we probably expect a lot, a lot out of him, given what he's sort of the way he's performed. You know, he came out in, in Super Rugby in the early, early rounds, and was just absolutely magic. He had a little bit of a plateau during the the Lions series, so I think he might be re- rejuvenated now and, and, and ready to go. I just hope he doesn't put too much pressure on himself. You know, just go out there, you know, read the play and don't try and make, you know, uh, make things out of nothing. You know, just um, go along with the systems and they'll come. Before you know it, those holes will start appearing and we'll all see the magic the magic of Bowden Barrett, you know, appear again. Well, there's the other thing about, uh, speaking of the Hurricanes, Bowden Barrett and the halves is TJ Perinata. During the Lions series, what did he get, 37 minutes of game time? Yeah. Uh, now, this guy's supposed to be... The clear number two in the team. Uh, you're a long way back as a number two when you're getting 37 minutes across three test matches. Uh, TJ Perinata, we understand, has had a word. he got to stop the complaints and get on with the game. And, you know, he's off contract at the end of this year. Mm. Hasn't re-signed yet with New Zealand Rugby. So this is a big opportunity for TJ to prove that TJ has just focused on the game. Tawara Kerbalo being in the squad for me is less about them liking Tawara Kerbalo and more about them putting pressure on TJ Perinara to lift his game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he has. I mean, he's, he's he took on a leadership role in um, the, the, for the Hurricanes uh, while Dan, Dan Coles was out. But you're right. You know, with with the TKB being there, put a little bit of pressure. I'm just, you know, be quiet and just, you know, head down um, and, and, and work. And Don't get me wrong. I love the kid. Absolutely. Look, he's a great footy player, but it has become very clearly obvious that he has let the little things in the game frustrate his overall performance. Uh, well, Aaron Smith, you know, as much as he barks and yells during a game, he hasn't seemed to get as frustrated as TJ has this season. That's a concern when referees are now looking at halfbacks in particular and saying, you're not the captain, don't talk to me. And, that's, and I think what you're saying is there's two contrasting styles of barking. One's barking at his... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's men in front of him to try and do the work. The other one's more worried about what the ref's calling. Mm. And, you know, there's a massive difference. So one's focusing on the game, the other one's not. And so that's what TJ needs to do. When he gets those minutes, no matter how long, he's, he's got to make an impact. Mm. And by making an impact, is just doing his job and not worrying about the other the things that he can't control. The referee's calls or someone else um, making a mistake. Just play your own game and play it to the, to the level that you've, you, you, you're known you're good at. Ryan Crotty back in the mixer, of course, um, was out of the Lions series through injury. Surely, after the last couple of weeks of Super Rugby, Ryan Crotty's your 12. He starts full stop. No arguments. Oh, he's, he's, your, he's your 12 regardless, or I think. Or 13 for that matter. He's in the team. Well, absolutely. He's, he's, he's one of the, well, he is possibly the, the first name after your captain. So you need him in there. We've seen how well he plays when um, he's with the Crusaders. The leadership, uh, the way he directs guys around. Defence. That that for me has been has been massive from um, from Crotty. So um, yeah, he's definitely got to be in there. Whether it's twelve or thirteen, regardless of um, you know, obviously uh, whether you put Sonny Bill or um, Anton Leonard Brown in there. Well, we know Sonny's not going to be there for this this time, don't we? So it's got to be Anton Leonard Brown and Crotty. That is that your midfield mix? That, that, that's it's certainly mine. That's it. That that's your midfield mix. The, the interesting part would be who comes off the bench. Mm. Whether it's uh, it's a McKenzie or a Lomape, um, you know, make up and you know. You're obviously going to have a 10 out there that you need. So, you know, it's TJ, um, you know, Lima, and who your outside's going to be. That's going to be the, the interesting talking point for me. It's a real sense that the All Blacks are very keen to put the lines behind them here. Literally to wrap that up, lick the envelope, put it in the post, send it to parts unknown, never yeah. to be discussed again, and reinstate themselves as the best attacking team in the world. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it, Sumo? Because like, even when you mention it that way, even I'm kind of wanting to put the the, the lines. It's, it's almost like that was the the best thing, and all of a sudden, okay, the championships come up. But you don't want to measure yourself by by the lines. You do want to sort of park it up, let it go, and make sure you you, you hit the ground running come the first Bledisloe game because we've we've held it for so long, and that cup means a lot to the boys. I'm glad you brought that up. You're on the short ball with Mills Molina and Scotty Stevenson, a rugby pass podcast, and we're talking about the opening Bledisloe Cup, the opening game of the TRC, the rugby championship this week. Uh, also, rugby passes launched fantasy. Their own fantasy program, Milsey. 25 players you can pick each week. You put 15 in your team and um, you earn points based on all the key statistics in the game. After the podcast today, we're going away. You're going to pick the back line. I'm going to pick the pack. And we're going to launch our own fantasy team to start this week. Uh, but if you want to get into that, uh, head to rugbypass.com. Check out fantasy. It will be the best rugby fantasy game in the world. I can assure you of that. I just want to talk about fantasy because Australian rugby lives in a fantasy world at the moment. That, that somehow they think that winning one game every five against the All Blacks is good enough. The problem I have with this weekend is that no one really expects the Wallabies to beat the All Blacks. And that's the context within which this game will be played. The All Blacks are going to go to Sydney. The last time they played at ANZ Stadium, they won 42-8. And everyone is going to expect them to deal to the Wallabies. From a hype point of view, it's almost as if you need these guys to come out and yeah. put the All Blacks on their backsides right off the bat. And I don't want to see that as a Kiwi. Yeah. But from a fan point of view, this game has got to become more meaningful than it currently is. Oh, absolutely, Sumo. And I think 
you go back to I mean back when you know what we, we first started when we, we hadn't quite won that Bledisloe Cup back and then the years that came from that every single Bledisloe game it was packed you go over the ANZ Stadium mm. all you see is yellow and you didn't know who was going to win mm. you know almost now it's kind of like well you know the Wallabies might be able to pull something out of their backside. I'll but sneak one out of three, maybe yeah. every second year, right? Yeah. So this, I mean, as you say, we don't really want to see it, but wouldn't it be great if they just came out all guns blazing and they actually won it and won convincingly? I still think the rivalry between the Wallabies and the All Blacks has got to be strong. Mm. And uh, when you look at what's happening geopolitically in the rugby world, South Africa's two teams heading to the Pro 14. We've got uh, the South Africa All Black rivalry will always be there based on history. But when Australia and New Zealand, the closest neighbours in the game in this part of the world, it's a one-sided affair... 0-26 0-26 Australian teams in Super Rugby against New Zealand sides and an All Black side that if they go and crush them in this game, mate, there will be despair over there. I just hate it. I wrote about this three years ago. Yeah, We can't have this relationship. It's got to be better than it is. It's actually got to be fundamentally strong for the good of the game in this part of the world. Yeah, and absolutely. And it is, isn't it, I mean, it's interesting to hear, I mean, um, from Stevie Hawes, that the fact that, you know, you want, you want hype. It's a massive week. Test match right. rugby is all about the week, but... It's overshadowed by the fact that, you know, this this whole court process is going to go ahead now with the force and who's coming out. So you don't want that sort of no. stuff, you know. You don't really want that leading into the first Blitzo Cup of the year. What you want is biscuits. <laughs> we spoke about this, Apocalypse eh? Steve Hansen in a biscuit commercial for Arnott's, uh, directed by stuntwoman Zoe Bell, uh, <laughs> I mean, storyline aside, which is that there is some form of apocalypse that has been precipitated by Victor Vito eating the last biscuit and the wives of the players then turning into either demonic beasts who set off some sort of island rebellion slash revolution on Waiheke. For those people who don't know what Waiheke Island is, there is no revolution on Waiheke Island, just rich people drinking overpriced wine. Yeah. It's never going to be the place where any revolution starts, so I can assure you. And there's Steve Hansen in the thick of this, riding a motorbike <laughs> while eating a chocolate biscuit. I mean, the absurdity of it I love because, I mean, it is nothing if not absurd, uh, but there is a moment in the end frame of that commercial where Steve Hansen goes to eat the Tim Tam and, and his tongue just pokes out for a couple of frames. And uh, I mean... What? You've watched this too many yeah, times, I, mate. You're slow motor. I stopped it and rewound it. Um, it's creepy as hell. <laughs> it's creepy. But this seems that they're making a movie of this. I mean, I, I can they, they, barely... They it's going to be a movie, yep. Yeah, out in November. Well, they're asking for people to join the cast. An apocalypse Steve Hansen movie. Uh, never in my life. I could see you in it too, mate. No, I'm not going I could see I'm you in this. Near this. I could. Stick I, your tongue out for a bit. Hold on a sec. I just, do you remember the pink fist? Do you remember Sean Fitzpatrick's pink fist? Oh, yes. He drove the pink yes, fist, yes. abstained for the game, the 2011 World yes. This is like the pink fist actually getting through and going on the television. No one actually saying, no, don't do it, don't do it. At least with the pink fist... Literally, it lasted a day before everyone went <laughs> beat it. This is going to happen. Someone said, "Great idea." I I warmed to it. I was like when I first when I first seen it, I was like, "Oh, that is yuck." But now that I looked at it a few more times, I actually quite like the fact that Steve's gone out of his comfort zone. Are you more likely to eat a Tim Tam now that that Steve Hansen has literally had his tongue sticking out just for a split second before he devours one, saying, "Don't lose your biscuit." Are you more likely to eat a Tim Tam now than you were before? 
No, and that's well, then, well, well, no, no, not for that reason. The, 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 I mean, uh, Izzy Dag posted something yesterday on Instagram, and well, of course he did. He's getting paid to be in it. I, I looked at it, and you know, he was eating his biscuit, and yeah, right. there was a comment by Corey Jane saying, "Yeah, you, you're really loving Steve's biscuit." And sure. The image of that sort of put me off Tim Tams. <laughs> that was a risk you're going to take. I mean, let's be clear about this and, and love a bloke, but the last time he was in a commercial, he was upstaged by a garage door. <laughs> I mean, this is a big leap for Steve Hansen now to be acting in his own film. That's all I'm saying about that. Might attend Cup on the short ball. Millsy, we're not going to go too long on this because uh, it would take far too long to get through the opening week of Might attend Cup. Seven games in total. Here's one for the organisers. Uh, kudos and a tip of the hat to you. We start the season with repeats of last year's final. Tasman taking on Canterbury and Otago taking on North Harbour. That alone That's deserves awesome. a clap. Well played. Super Rugby never does this. How good. Brilliant. Brilliant way to start the season. And it was interesting when we caught up with uh, Richie Moanga last week. Mm. Had, they weren't going to give, be, well, they were given two weeks, you know, a uh, standard two weeks off, but he wanted to actually go back and play simply because they were playing Tasman. Playing the Tassies. Exactly. That so game at Nelson as well, which I really love. So uh, the venues have changed for both of those games. Uh, of course, Otago hosted the final against North Harbour last year. Canterbury hosted the final against Tasman. Change of venue, but the same teams. I think it's favourites week, opening week, while we get this all sorted. Mm. So many new players to think about, but yes. also some old players. News of the day, Stevie Donald has re-signed with Counties Monica. Re-signed with Counties Monica. It's potatoes. 15 seasons Onions. after he first debuted. 15. 15 seasons. Wow. Now that's, I mean, that, that's awesome. It's just great to see the good old Beeve keep going. Chief is when's, when's this bloody good, feel-good story going to end? He's got a lot of press, hasn't he? He's yeah. got a lot of press. Gee, hell of a book he's got out, by the way. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I haven't Thanks it? Oh, it's a fantastic book. Yeah, it's yeah. great, great stuff, Sumo. So um, in terms of the uh, Mighty 10 Cup, I am, haven't been away for a very long time. Looking forward to the talent, the new, the, the names, the new names that are going to come out, the stars that are yep. going to progress on to the next, um, you know, the next little Super Rugby and possibly all all Blacks. Um, and also, obviously, the likes of um, Stephen Donald and the older heads as well, sort of yep. being able to, um, you, know, um, you know, ship those guys around and, and pass on their knowledge. Well, that's exactly right. You know, you look at guys like Stevie Donald back for Counties Monaco this year. Kieran Reid also signed with that uh, province as well. Mike Delaney is back yes. for Bay of Plenty. I think that's wonderful for the steamers. And all throughout the country. Pity Wipu, Wairarapa Bush. Pity is up at Wairarapa Bush. Absolutely. Nice. Zachy Guilford back at Waikato this season as well. Dwayne Sweeney back with Waikato, the Mulus yeah. as well. So we've got this talent. And, and I think that is the joy of the Mitre 10 Cup. That you can blend that 18, 19, 20-year-old with the 29, 30, 31-year-old. doesn't happen that much in Super Rugby anymore as the age pressures come on those squads. So this is a real chance to get amongst it. Also like some of the coaches coming back into the game, Darren Whitcomb, former teammate of yours, oh, yes. Millsy, back with Northland, where it all started. And Northland have won one game in two years. Uh, I think they can find themselves under Darren Whitcomb, uh, a guy who's got some good coaching experience, understands the region and can maybe build something on local talent, augmented with some players from out of zone. Yeah, key, key is that region. I mean... You know, we're seeing it all all the time now where guys are coming up from one region and sort of being signed up to another region. And so his, you know, the, the key for Darren will be to make sure that they keep that, that local talent, keep them coming through and actually, you know, get a real good buy-in from, um, you know, from that province. And so he doesn't, you know, end up losing to, um, big names to the likes of Auckland's or Otago, uh, you know, Canterbury's and, uh, of the world. So exactly. he'll be massive for them. 
All right, mate, we're going to go through the games one by one. You're going to pick a winner for us. Uh, as I mentioned, seven games in the opening round of Mitre 10 Cup. And a lot of neighbourly battles as well, which I like. Counties Monaco taking on Auckland. Hmm. Go. Auckland. Hawks Bay will meet Southland. Oh, mate, the Stags, bro. You're going to pick the Stags. They're $5 we're, outsiders. Where's, where's the game you played? The game's at uh, McLean Park. Oh, no, yeah, Stags. You're going to go the Stags? Always, mate. Purple work, sure. Purple, mate. Purple. Manawatu will take on Wellington. Uh, Manawatu are good enough to win this game, but something happens to uh, Hurricanes partners when they play Wellington and (laughs) they basically poo the bed. Uh, I'm going to think Wellington under Gibbs are resurgent this year. It's it's in Palmy? It's in Palmy. Yeah, yeah, it's hard hard not to go go Wellington. The Boneyards, I'm calling that game. I can't wait. North Harbour taking on Otago. Harbour. Northland will face Bay of Plenty. If you say the steamers, I'm going to jump across the desk and punch you. The Tony Thank you very much. Taranaki will take on Waikato. Oh, Taranaki. And finally, mate, Tasman Canterbury, the replay of last year's premiership yeah. final in Nelson. Marty Banks is gone. Kieran Fonatia is gone. In fact, half of Tasman is gone. Havili's gone. Uh, Havili's in the All Blacks. Yeah, that's they what I mean. Screwed them. Yeah, Canterbury, mate. Canterbury all the way. Unlucky. Unlucky. <laughs> Thank you, Milsey. Great to have you on the short ball as always. That's it for us uh, for this week. Enjoy the opening of the Rugby Championship. Get along to rugbypass.com. Check out the fantasy game as well. Milsey and I will pick our short ball team and so you can follow our progress. I'm terrible at fantasy, Milsey. What about yourself? I don't even know what you're talking about. So you're going to have yeah. to give me a... I'm not big on technology, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, what's new? I'm always having to coach you through something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Exactly. We should just go back to playing. You're my new coach, bro. Cheer, ball. Okay, yep. we'll catch you up. And uh, for all the action this week, make sure you get to rugbypass.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.